All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Better late than never. Welcome. Let's go, baby. It's crazy. Yeah! <laughs> Fucking Anton Lander. I like really like the back milk dog. Yeah. Back milk. Uh huh. This is Ceases. Hello, Ceases. Ceases. Hello, Ceases. Ceases. Are they looking for me? Tyler, your rem check is so fucking sexy. Ceases. Fucking Anton Lander. It's my favorite. It's my favorite. Let's turn the intro down. Let's get to it. Better late than never. This is so fresh episode. Better late than never. Coming at you because it's Wednesday. It's episode 75, I believe. Brought to you by the audio department. You got a podcast you want to record. You want to record a mixtape. You just want to record some spoken word poetry. Head on over to the audio department.ca. Book some studio time. Got it? Got it? Of course, the audio department works to create a safe space for creativity and collaboration for artists and musicians to realize their potential and share their message through sound and story. Check them out at theaudiodepartment.ca, okay? Good. Good. Welcome to a brand new episode of Better Late Than Never, and I'm pretty excited today because I've got some new toys to improve my studio. Last week, I was complaining about the latency between when I'd press a button on my soundboard and how it came through the microphones or came through the roadcaster and into my ears. I had to go out and buy a very expensive tool or cable, I should say. It was about 50 bucks for this cable just to make sure that the roadcaster can hook up to the iPad without any latency. Now, you might think, Bag milk, isn't that just a normal USB-C to lightning port cable that you could have bought for like 14 bucks off Amazon? Well, good question. I bought one of those. Did not work because the fine folks at Roadcaster make you buy their specific cable that is designed for this. The normal iPhone cable, which is a USB-C to lightning port, will not work. So I spent some money, but you know what happens? Yeah! I push a button and it plays. Before we get down to any business, though, I want to read the latest review for Better Late Than Ever. Are you ready? This one's a banger, okay? It is a five-star review from Cool. There's a whole lot of C's in there, a whole lot of O's, and a bunch of L's. Title of the review, Eric Carlson. The review, Eric Carlson is an oiler. Well, didn't really work out that well. You know what I mean? Didn't really go that well, but that is a five-star review. Please keep leaving your reviews for the podcast. To kick things off today, I want to get off with some new, uh, start off with some first impressions of our new friends. 
That, of course, is the button for Matias Ekholm in four games played with the Edmonton Oilers so far. The guy has two assists. He's a plus six rating. He's got six shots on net. It's only a matter of time before he gets that first goal, isn't it? My first impression of Matias Ekholm, one, he is incredibly handsome. Two, he is incredibly effective on the back end. He's quieting things down. He makes a better first pass than I thought. His skating isn't going to be great. No one expected it to be great, but it's not terrible either. He's just so positionally sound. He's a smart hockey player, and I absolutely love the way he's contributing to the Oilers right now. He just came in, like I said, four games. That's all we're talking about. It's a tiny sample size, tiny sample size, but at the same time, man, has he been effective. He's been really, really effective. Let's go, baby. And I just can't wait to see where he goes once he's fully dialed in as an Edmonton Oiler, don't you think? Like, that's what I want to know. I want to know when he's going to be fully comfortable. I want to know when the Oilers are going to get him at his peak. Because what I've seen so far in the first four games, man, I like the way he plays. I'm excited to have him beyond this season as well. This isn't just like paying that hefty ticket just for a couple of games at the end of a season for a stretch drive. Matias Ekholm is here for this plus three more years. And I know he's a little bit old at 32 years old, but as a guy who's younger or older than that, first of all, (laughs) secondly, he's going to be fine. He's a smart guy and man, he's nasty to play against, isn't he? Fuck do I love that. He rules. Matias Ekholm, Jay already bought a jersey. I give Jay full props for buying that jersey already. Fantastic way to spend your money. Looks great. Guy looks, he's a stud on the ice. What's not to like? The next new friend we've got also is making a very nice first impression with the Edmonton Oilers. Nick Bukestad, he's only played two games so far, but he's picked up a goal. Game one, he gets a goal. The big man is playing. He's contributing, you know, and in those two games, he's got the one goal. He's got, uh, let me see here, three shots. He's shooting at 33%, face-off percentage of 75%. His career average is 49, but right now he's drawing him at 70, 75% with the Oilers. I'm pretty sure against, who did they just play on Monday? Buffalo. Against the Buffalo Sabres on Monday, I'm pretty sure he just snapped a ball back and was a 100% winner in the faceoff circle. We knew that he could play or take some faceoffs. I didn't think he'd be this good at it. And again, his career average is 49%. That is very, very average. But right now, he is dialed in in the faceoff circle. Nick Bustad, super excited to play with the Edmonton Oilers as well. And I'm just excited about both of them. So far... Matthias Ekholm and Nick Bukestad are doing what they need to do with the Oilers. And another thing to like about Nick Bukestad, his nickname is Rotisserie Chicken. Yeah! I, a huge consumer of rotisserie chickens, because by the way, first of all, let me say, I am not going to buy a chicken and prepare it better than I can go to a or for cheaper than I can just go to a store for 10 bucks or whatever it is and buy one from the store. It's impossible. I could maybe buy a chicken for cheaper than that, but there's no way I'm preparing it as well. There's no way. I refuse to believe it. So I was watching a video. I watched it on the Oilers subreddit, actually, about Bukestad being called rotisserie chicken. And apparently he didn't like the nickname originally, but I think it's great. And I don't know why anybody would hate it. I will eat an entire rotisserie chicken right now. I will leave a bone graveyard. I'll just leave a bone graveyard on the table. That's how much I love rotisserie chicken. And so far, Nick Bukestad, I love you too, buddy. I do. And uh, I'm going to give you this round of applause. Let's go, baby. Those two things are very positive. Now, we have to go to the other side of the ledger a little bit because my guy, Jack Campbell, is, man, is he struggling right now? And struggling, to be fair, is a, is a, is a, is a, well, that is a massive understatement. A massive understatement. In his last five games, his last five games, so that's the Detroit Red Wings, New York Rangers, Colorado Avalanche, Columbus Blue Jackets, and Winnipeg Jets. All five of those starts under 900 by a reasonable margin, except the New York Rangers, that was a 895, which was the highlight of those five games. In that stretch, he has given up 24 goals. That is just nowhere near good enough for what we need to do. Like, And what's the answer? How do you fix them? Because we're all sitting there like... It reminds me of that Simpsons meme where it goes... I've tried nothing and I'm all out of ideas. Like, I don't know what other ideas the Oilers are trying with the guy, but he can't change his equipment again. Maybe he goes back and he gets better. I don't know. But right now, Jack Campbell, I don't know when he can start again. 
right now the Edmonton Oilers are in a playoff race. Right now the Pacific Division standings, and we're going to get there in a minute, are incredibly, incredibly tight. As I record this on Wednesday, March 8th, the Oilers are two points behind the Seattle Kraken, four points behind the LA Kings, and the Vegas Golden Knights. So they're in the mix. That's not what I'm that's not what I'm concerned about whatsoever. It's just you can't pass up you can't pass up wins. You can't give up points unless the other team truly earned them. And in those five starts for Jack Campbell, I just I can't say that that's the case. I'm not comfortable saying that that's the case that he didn't lose the Oilers those games. I'm not saying the boys in front of him were perfect by any stretch. There was plenty of grade A chances throughout those nights against Jack Campbell in net and I'm not giving the defensive free pass but at some point we need our five million dollar goaltender to play like a five million dollar goaltender all right Satan what do you got to say well listen when Jack Campbell signed that five-year five million so 25 million dollars total yeah we all know about the deal well let me tell you about this did you know about this smart guy Go ahead. I appeared to Jack Campbell in a dream that night after he signed a monster contract with the Edmonton Oilers. And I said, listen, man, you need to be ready to play in Edmonton because if you play like shit, they're going to be all over you. They are going to be all over you. And what's your point here? Well, he didn't listen. Okay, go on. Well, here's the deal. I wanted him, once he moved into Edmonton and got himself settled in a new place, I wanted him to go out in the streets and find me a couple of sacrifices. That's all I wanted. Then I wanted him to build a shrine to Satan in his basement. He's got a beautiful basement. He's got more than enough space. It would have gone in a little bit of a corner, not even a big deal. Nobody would even have noticed it was there. All that we would have had is a couple of sacrifices laid out at the altar of the shrine for Satan. Well, Jack Campbell seems like a really nice guy. Like, I don't know that that's something that he would have wanted to do even in the first place, you know? That's exactly my point. He's thinking, he's not thinking outside the box. All I know for sure is that I offered him a sweetheart deal. I said, Jack, all I need, two sacrifices, shrine to Satan in your basement. No problem, no fuss, no muss. You will have a 951 save percentage throughout the five years of your contract. Then when it's done, you can go sign for major smoke somewhere else if you don't like it here. But did he do it, Bag Milk? No, he didn't. Well, I don't know how good of a deal that is, to be honest, Satan. I mean, I get your angle. You're looking for more soldiers. But from Jack Campbell's side, again, he's too nice. He's not going to make a deal with you. Well, well, let me tell you one thing. How's it going so far? Maybe you should have taken the deal, Jack. Now what are you going to do? I've got another deal for you, but it won't be as sweet. I'll give you a 9-10 save percentage, which is somehow a massive upgrade over where you're at. But now I need three sacrifices. And now I need two shrines. Are you going to take the deal or not, Jack? <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that's going to happen. And frankly... What I want to know is how many games he's going to play over the final 17 because he's not going to play all 17. Can he play five? We're going to go through the schedule a little bit later on, but since we're talking about Jack Campbell, here's where I'm at. Boston, no. I'm not playing against Toronto either. Ottawa, no. Dallas, no. Seattle, no. So there's your next five games. San Jose, I'll play him against San Jose. I would also play him, if not San Jose, I would play him against Arizona two nights later. So that's the 20th or the 22nd. He could have one of those. Vegas on the 25th, No. Arizona on the 27th on the first half of a back-to-back? Sure. Sure. So I will give, by the end of March, I am personally giving Jack Campbell two starts. Right now, this is Stuart Skinner's time to shine. And there's just no way that we can give up points where we're at in the standings. Again, the Oilers are in the mix. They're right there. And it looks like we're going to make the playoffs. But right now, we're in a wild-card spot. And with the team and teams in front of us, the three teams we're chasing, Seattle, LA, and Vegas, all winning, you can't be you can't afford to give up points. So when it comes to Jack Campbell, it's like, bro, I love you, man. I really do. You're a very likable guy. You seem like a sweetheart. I don't mind that you walk your cats. I like the videos you play with your cats. Your dog is adorable. Everything about you seems great as a person. But right now, dude, we are going on a run here and I just can't let you work out your game. Again, I know nobody's asking me for my advice. Nobody's asking me for my input on who gets starts where, but we we can't afford it. 
This from NHL said, ever since 2007, no goaltender with over 10 games played has a lower save percentage than Jack Campbell. That includes every single goaltender that played for the Oilers in the decade of darkness. That means if you replace Campbell with even an average goalie, they would allow 19 to 20 goals less. That would put the Oilers at a goal differential of around plus 53 or 54, higher than the second place Hurricanes. So, as much as I hate to say it, Jack, you're costing us games, bro. And I need you to figure out your game, and I need you to figure out your confidence, but right now, it's not happening, and it can't happen in season. So... My apologies, dude, from my end, and I probably from the Oilers' end as well. You're not going to get very many starts here. So if you're listening to this right now, hit me up. Hi, my name is Bag Milk on Instagram, JSBM Bag Milk on Twitter. Just let me know what you think. How many starts are you giving Campbell over the rest of the season? That's where we're going to end off the beginning of the podcast. Let's get to the news. The news brought to you by me, Bag Milk. I am in charge of the news. Me. I want to start with Connor McDavid. Because the guy has just been unbelievable lately. Just completely unbelievable. As bad as Jack Campbell has been, and I'm not going to pick on Jack Campbell for the rest of the podcast, I promise. Connor McDavid has been the exact opposite of that. In his last five games... He has only got one game with fewer than two points. February 27th against the Bruins, two goals. March 1st against the Leafs, three points. Winnipeg, first game, three points. Winnipeg, second game. That was his only one with one point. Buffalo, two goals again on Monday. The guy is just on fire, on fire. So after he set a career high in points with 124, Stuart Skinner was asked about Connor McDavid, and here is what he had to say. Your captain has 124 points. What comes to mind when you hear that number? <laughs> Only 124? <laughs> um, no, I mean, he's... Uh, I mean, I've always said he's... Uh, we really appreciate him, what he does for us on the ice. Um, offensively and also defensively, he's been making some huge blocks for me lately and uh, been uh, been taking the guys in front of the net and doing really well boxing out. So, you know, he's, he's getting both ends and uh, also off the ice as a leader uh, as well. So... Um, you know, we, we all really appreciate him for everything that he does. I appreciate him too, Stu. I appreciate everything Connor does to the point of I might get his face tattooed over my face. That's how much I appreciate that dude because he is incredible. And the run he is on right now is magnificent. I hope this heater never ends. I hope it never ends. It was funny on Oilers Nation Radio, we did points predictions. Or maybe this is real life. I don't remember. I do a lot of podcasts now. Uh, we did points predictions, and I was the low man on the totem pole with predictions for Connor when I said 138 points. That's so funny. I was the low man. And also, it looks like Connor is just going to absolutely shit stomp that prediction. It is incredible. It is incredible. I Man, I love it. I love it. Um... I read an earlier review talking about Eric Carlson as an oiler on deadline day. Tyson Berry actually appeared on the daily face off live trade deadline show. And he, he, he said that like he basically admitted the Oilers were in on Carlson and there was traction there. And I've got the clip for you. And the reason I want to play it is not because I think Eric Carlson's going to be an oiler anytime soon, maybe near the draft. That's when most of those deals would kind of happen, but it seems like it was closer than we thought. I, I like I, I said on a, a show just not too long ago. I think you know there was some traction with the Eric Carlson and San Jose, and um, I thought maybe you know that would happen, and then that kind of cooled off. So maybe I thought I was safe, and uh, and then this kind of you know got me by surprise a little bit. But uh, you know, life goes on. You move on, and uh, you know I'm excited to be joining the Preds. And Nashville's a, a beautiful city, great fan base, and a, and a great place to play. So looking forward to it. We wish, again, I covered Tyson Berry last week a little bit, but wish him all the best. It was just interesting to me, for me to hear that he thought he was going to be traded at one point, but not for Matthias Ekholm, which is what happened, but for Eric Carlson. So how deep was Uncle Ken in on that? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Next up, I want to talk about the standings because we are in the back half of the season now. The Oilers have played 65 games. They've got 78 points. The problem right now for the Oilers is... At 5-3-2 and two in their last 10 games, they're not making up any ground on the teams ahead of them because, one, they're all red hot. Two, when the Oilers lose, they seem to lose. And then, or win, actually, for that matter. And then three, 
this is going to come down to the wire. So Vegas is currently in first place. They are six two and two in their last ten games. They last lost their last outing. L.A. seven two and one in their last ten games. They've won four in a row. Seattle. They've won five in a row. They are 7-3-0 and in their last 10 games. So that's what the Oilers just can't pick up any any pace on them. It's like they'll jump into third place for a night. Someone will play, and then they get bumped right back down again. It's wild. So that goes back to my Jack Campbell thing I was saying earlier. Like, we can't afford to let him figure out his game right now. That's just not the time. It's just not going to happen right now, and there's no way we can allow it to happen right now. And I doubt that Jay Woodcroft is going to make those decisions anyway. You know what I mean? If anything, he is going to look at this and be like, yeah, I mean, Stu's the guy. It's Stuart Skinner's time to shine, right? It has to be. It has to be. So let's look at the schedule. What have we got on deck? Tomorrow, insanely tough game against the Boston Bruins. They have won 10 in a row before that game. I don't know. Let me Google. Do they play tonight? Probably not. They do not play tonight. So their next game is tomorrow. So they've got 10 wins coming into tomorrow's rematch with the Oilers. The Oilers played the Bruins really tough last week or a week and a half ago, whenever that was. They played the Bruins tough, so I'm not scared of the Bruins. But if they could find a way to win one or both of these games against the Bruins and the Leafs on Saturday. By the way, shout out to AMA Travel for putting together the trip that I'm going to go on. I'm super pumped for Friday. I'm not excited for Friday morning to go to the airport for 4.30 in the morning, but I am so pumped to go on this nation vacation to Toronto. I am so pumped. If you are coming on this trip and you are listening to this podcast right now, hit me up on social. Say, bag milk, I'm coming with you. We're drinking in the box, baby. Uh, back to the schedule, though. So to wrap up the week, you've got Boston and Toronto. No gimmies there. The Oilers did themselves a favor by beating Buffalo on Monday. Fun game. Wasn't the prettiest win you'll ever see. By no means the prettiest win, but they got the job done. Stuart Skinner was electric again. Really calmed down his game after the first period, as did the Oilers. Found a way to win. Perfect. Now you need to find a way to win at least one of two against the Bruins or the Leafs. The Leafs are kind of in shambles. Ryan O'Reilly just got surgery on his finger, so he's out. They're not really gelling yet after basically turning over 20% of the roster at the trade deadline. Like, I know my math is probably incorrect there. I'm doing a little Uremchuk math, but they don't scare me. And then next week before the podcast, we've got a game against the Ottawa Senators. That's on Tuesday. Then Dallas, the 16th. That's a Thursday at Rogers Place. And then on the 18th, which is the Day of the Nation 15th anniversary party at the Pint Downtown, tickets available at nationgear.ca. You've got the Seattle Kraken. So we've got a stretch of five games here that are incredibly important. Incredibly important. The week after that, so that's the week of the 20th, you've got San Jose, you've got Arizona, and you've got Vegas. And those are all three at home. That is going to be a huge week as well. That's three Pacific Division opponents. The Sharks and the Coyotes, you have to beat them. Vegas, you have played them well. You have beaten them twice already. I I believe in you. I believe in you. But this next stretch of games is hugely important. Hugely important. When you look at the wild card standings, right now the Oilers are in the first wild card spot, which is annoying given that we've got a player basically at two points per game. Irritating. Then in the second spot is the Winnipeg Jets at 75 points. Calgary is on the outside looking in currently. They're at 71. The Nashville Predators at 69. Nice. But they've got four games in hand. So... The Oilers need to string it with some wins together. That's the only option here. You can't rely on other teams at this point of the season. And if you do, you're just putting yourself in trouble. You're putting yourself in trouble. The top three, but the biggest problem is the Pacific Division right now. So the Oilers have to win, and they have to win games against the Pacific. And they have to string, it can't be win one, lose one. Win two, lose one. It can't be like that. Got to string some wins together. The top three teams in the Pacific are all running red hot right now. This was yesterday, as of yesterday. Vegas was 7-1 and 2. LA was 7-2 and 1. Seattle 6-3 and 1 with a game in hand. And the others, like I said, are against Boston and Toronto next. It does not get any easier. Here at home, however, another thing I just want to mention is and this isn't really news. This is more so just my opinion. Nurse and CC, that pairing, they need to be better. And the reason I'm going to kind of pick on them a little bit is they can be better. They have been better. They have shown that they can play better than where they're currently at. And right now in this stretch run, we just need them to be. There is no other option. Those guys need to be better. And I believe they can. Lastly, I want to wrap up the news. I don't know if you guys all saw the video. I'll link to it in the article at OethersNation.com if you want to, if you haven't seen it yet. Yes, Apuliarvi met his teammates 
in Carolina for the first time and they put out a video. And the reason I'm bringing this up is it is so wildly different than the video that the Predators posted of Tyson Berry meeting all his teammates. Yes, a Puliarvi, and he's a smiley dude. He's always a happy guy, but he is beaming to be in Carolina. He is beaming to be there. And his teammates, to their uh, to their credit, are also looking super excited for him to be there as well. Flip that to what we were talking about last week with Tyson Berry going to meet the Nashville Predators. Man, they all looked like they were at a funeral. Nobody was getting up out of their chair. They were just turning around going, hey, bro, and shaking his hand like that. It was weird. It was super, super weird. But yes, Pugliarvi seems happy. I don't know how he's going to do with the Hurricanes, how they're going to use him. We'll be following it. And we know Edmonton, Edmonton social media and Oilers Twitter and all that shit is going to be fired up no matter what happens. But we'll see. I'm happy for Yessa. I'll be cheering for him. Am I going to cheer for the Hurricanes? Never. But will I cheer for Yessa Pugliarvi? Yes, I will. And that's where we're going to wrap up the news. You want to sponsor the news? Do it. You're listening to Better Late Than Never with Bagged Milk, where facts plus bollocks equals factor bollocks. For our friends at Betway, I want to check in on a little gambling, a little betting, a little sports betting. If you want to follow your old pal bag milk. If you want a couple of free shekels in your jeans, well, let me tell you about something. This is just what I'm doing. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just telling you what's working for me right now. Right now, betting on Connor McDavid to get over one and a half points is free money. In the last 10 games, he's only been under two points twice. In the last 10 games, I'm going to repeat myself, he has only been under two points twice and if you are looking for a way to get yourself involved in the good mojo that he's got going on i beg you to join me on the over one and a half points train listen the odds are getting worse by the game so don't tell everybody but if you're listening to this right now i want to loop you in on it your old pal bag milk's telling you you the, the folks at betway they're putting these things together for you they want you to win they're begging you to win Connor mcdavid wants you to win again the odds are getting worse and worse by the game that he keeps putting up these crazy points totals but in the meantime that's people that are snoozing on the free money that's being laid out by Connor mcdavid or the reality is that i pushed the wrong button for the folks at betway provided that you are of legal age please bet responsibly go there win a little bit of cash have a good time but do it responsibly got it you're listening to Better Late Than Never. What you need to do is leave a nice little review. Like and subscribe. Next. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. For Trilogy Oilfield Rentals, it is time for the Righteous Sack Beating. Of course, Trilogy Oilfield Rentals are an established provider of oilfield rental tools with full-time operating units in Provost, Weyburn, and Kindersley. Any tools you require, they are there for you. Do you understand? Rental tools, fishing cool tools, coil tools, drilling tools, all of it. All of it. Mills and bits? Come on. Power swivels, trailer-mounted swivel packages for all remedial drilling and fishing operations. Sounds cool to me. TrilogyRentals.ca. Well, you'd be like, bag milk. What's annoying you today? Well, what's annoying me today is how easily we're being triggered by Brad Marchand. A little while ago, there was a post that went out on social media basically saying that uh, Seattle, Detroit, and Edmonton seem to be the front runners to host the 2025 NHL All-Star Game. Brad Marchand chimed in in the comments saying, can't wait to see how many players boycott that game. And man, did people in Edmonton get upset. I get it. You don't want people to make fun of the city. I love this city too. But consider the source of who you're talking to. Brad Marchand. He is arguably the most successful troll in the NHL right now in 2023. And the fact that you're letting him get to you is exactly what he wants from you. Listen, this is a guy from, uh, where is he from? He's from Halifax or some shit like that. Who cares what Brad Marchand thinks? Who cares? He's doing everything he can to annoy you and he's going to keep doing it. So what annoys me is that we just walk into the trap and he's probably sitting there wherever he's at on his phone, chuckling at how pissed off you are. My thoughts, just ignore him. Ignore him. Over at ESPN, Greg Wyshynski did a interview with Marchand and asked about this with the question being, and I quote, the last two all-star games were in LA and South Florida and were well attended by players. Should the NHL just keep that event in locations where players want to spend their breaks? And Marchand replied, I quote, listen, I was just kind of playing around. Again, he's trolling you and you're falling for it. Everyone gets a little sensitive on social media. It's a huge problem in our society, but we won't get into that right now. Seattle actually has beautiful views. Edmonton has phenomenal hunting. So I love Edmonton. And then Detroit is, you know, suspect. The All-Star game is trending in the wrong direction. Guys want to be in spots that are enjoyable to be in. They want to be in nice cities or warm cities. It's a long season. The game itself is a small portion of that weekend. You want to be able to enjoy it a bit. When everyone else is going on trips and enjoying themselves during the break, you don't want to be stuck in Edmonton when it's minus 30 or in Detroit. You want to be able to enjoy it. It was a little bit of a joke, but it is true. You want the big superstars to go every year and want to be a part of it, then you should put it in places where they actually want to be and are going to enjoy it. But that's not for me to decide. I'll probably be out of the league by then anyway, so I'm not really too worried about it. So that's what Brad Marchand had to say about it. And again, even when he's giving an answer, being like, I was just kind of fucking around, he keeps taking shots at it. And today I go on Twitter and people are quote-tweeting Wyshynski's article, which... They're just being overly sensitive about a troll doing troll things. And for the life of me, I can't understand it. And I also, to be fair to Brad Marchand, part of me gets it. Like, I don't want to be in Edmonton when it's minus 30. I've talked about it on other podcasts and this one. I've officially reached my end of winter limit. It is minus 20 today on March 8th or some shit like that. And it drives me absolutely nuts. Do I want to be in Edmonton when it's that cold? No. And I live it and I live here and I love this city. So if you're a multimillionaire and you've got eight days break, do you want to come here? No, you don't think of it another way. You listening to this, when you go on vacation, middle of the winter, where are you going? Chances are you're not going to a place that's freezing. Why are we getting upset about this? 
Why are we letting Brad Marchand win with this kind of talk? Who gives a fuck? You know what I want from the All-Star game? Frankly, I don't give a shit if the star players are there. What I want at this stage, after the disastrous run we just had in Florida, is I want players to show up that actually want to participate. Yeah, you guys are on break. Yeah, but you know what? You make a shitload of money to play hockey while people watching you make nothing in comparison. Peanuts to do whatever it is that you do. They just want to watch something fun. A lot of it is for the kids. And you shitheads aren't even participating with any kind of care. And that drives me nuts. So the point of this rant, don't let Brad Marchand win. He's doing what Brad Marchand does. And if he was an Edmonton Oiler and he was trolling every other fan base, I'd love it. But he's a Boston Bruin. So this is what he does. And you know what? He knows he can get under your skin. So I beg of you, I beg of you, don't let him win, man. Don't let him win. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. You're listening to Better Late Than Never, the only podcast where Ryan Nugent Hopkins comes to find out how handsome he is. The voicemail is brought to you by South Island Pie Company. They're delicious. I cannot wait to eat a pie after I'm done recording this. You know what I've got? In my freezer, I've got a garlic sauce a donair pie, meat pie, from the fine folks at South Island Pie Company, and I'm going to eat that right up. I'm going to stick my face in it. I'm not even going to use a fork. I'm just going to put my face in it like a dog in a bowl. You want to get a South Island pie? You do. I promise you. Do you like to eat? Yes, bag milk. I like to eat. Well, here's what I'm telling you. Go to southislandpie.ca. Got it? Southislandpie.ca. What is the address again? Southislandpie.ca. Pay attention. Go there. Meet the pies. It's very clever what they did. M-E-A-T, the pies. Check out what they've got there. Put an order in. Jamie does an amazing job. I want to loop you in. I am very, very grateful that they are the sponsors of the voicemail. I'm very, very grateful that I get to eat the pies. Everything about this rules. I absolutely love it. Love it. So we'll get to Nick is the first episode, or first voicemail this week. Nick, what do you got to say? You voicemail. Nick called me. The fuck? That is why I am quiet as hell. But I gotta say, you know, yesterday I left a semi-emotional voicemail after hearing about the Ekholm trade. Oh, yeah, you were crying. You were crying over Tyson Berry. There's nothing wrong with crying over Tyson Berry. I know I made fun of you. Frankly, you crying's good for ratings. That's just the reality of it. Let's see where he goes. By the way, if I can't hear you for the next little bit, I'm cutting you off, Nick. It's not because I don't want to hear from you. It's just you're super quiet. And I've got you maxed out over here on the roadcaster. Even the roadcaster can't crank you up enough. Because I really like Tyson Berry. Tyson Berry was a player who meant a lot to me, and it sucks to see him go. You know what? Sports is a cold motherfucker. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Wanye is just devastated. Overreach Aver, yeah. But, um, I asked, do you think the, uh, never mind, what am I saying? I already listened to your thing. Nick, I can't hear you, buddy. I'm sorry. I got to move on. Again, it wasn't for lack of wanting you on the podcast or your voicemail. It's just you're too quiet. Big E, what's up? Hi, Big Milk. What's up, man? Bagged Milk. Yo. Excuse me. It's Big E again. I'm back after the 5-2 to two Edmonton Oilers win against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Mm. My first thoughts on Ekholm, he looked very, very good. He does. And I'm wondering your thoughts on... How the Edmonton Oilers can do with this toughest schedule on the, on the rest of the season. And where do you think they'll end up in the standings? As they have three games at hand on the Colorado Avalanche and only have one point. I do think the Colorado Avalanche, unfortunately, will win the, the conference, the Western Conference. But we will see if the Oilers can get on a little bit of a heater. And we can get some help from other teams. Maybe we can win the West. 
Uh, to answer your question, where do I think the Oilers are going to end up? I still think they're going to end up in the top three of their division. I do. They're two points back on Seattle, four points back on LA. Um, I still think they end up in that top three. But if they don't, man, do you really want to face the Oilers as the wild card team? I don't think you do. I don't think you do. Ben, what's going on, man? Uh, sup, Bag Milk? What up? Uh, just quick righteous act meeting. Oh, hang on. Honestly? Hang on, Ben. Hang on. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. You got to have the intro music. I mean, what are we doing here? I go to myself. Bet Mr. Bag Milk. Mm-hmm. I'm very sorry for swearing. Yes. I shouldn't. I just got ramped up in my righteous act beating. Mm-hmm. Maybe my other stuff. Yep. So that's it. My righteous act beating is going to myself or being inappropriate. Sorry. A little bit of accountability from Ben. I appreciate that. Again, I told you I got to put a swear jar in your house. I'm going to go on vacation when you're a naughty boy, Ben. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take your curse words. And I'm going to turn it into an enjoyable experience for me. Next up, anonymous voicemailer. What say you? That's the UFOs. UFOs. Good Lord. Yes. That's once again. <laughs> no. Stop it. Stop it now. What the fuck's the deal with that guy anyway? Listen, I've been sitting here quietly. You told me I wasn't allowed to talk about anything else after the weird things I said about Jack Campbell. But then this guy keeps coming in and just sneezing on the podcast. Like, I don't even understand the bit, but at the same time, I respect it. He's committed to it. Him and that Australian guy, they're going back and forth. There's some kind of weird sexual energy. And I gotta say, I'm a little bit aroused. All right, Satan. Good Lord. Settle down. Donkey Volley's just got a little, uh, some kind of sinus infection, it seems like. Ari, what do you got to say? Bag milk. Yeah. Uh, I'm coming at you Monday, right after the win against Buffalo. Mm. Uh, early returns on the moves, hey? Yep. Him. That looks good. You got a goal. He did. He's doing his job pretty well. I- and also, the thing about Nick Bukestad, he's gigantic. Like, we knew he was big. He's six foot six or something like that. And there was a point where they were playing the Buffalo Sabres the other day, and the Oilers won the penalty kill, and the defensive pairing was Matthias Ekholm and Vinny DeHarnay. Two gigantic human beings in their own right. I'm just looking at them like, fuck me, look at that defensive pairing those are huge that is two tall drinks of water right there and then i look at who's lined up for the face-off and is nick bukestad you're telling me that's not one of the biggest the largest just pk configurations that you've ever seen my goodness anyway back to you ari say i wanted to talk i wanted to talk about ekholm though (laughs) my god this man Mm. this guy is like some sort of Viking Norse god yes, level he defenseman. He looks so good. Yep. He's knocking people on their ass. He's making perfect passes up to the forwards. He is making life difficult. If you're standing in front of the Oilers net right now, Matthias Atcom is there. He is giving you the business, and I love it. He will lay the lumber into you in the back of the legs, or he'll cross-check you in the back. Fuck yes. That is what the Oilers needed back there. They needed a dude who was mean. I think it was a couple of months ago, I said the Oilers need a Jason Smith type. And while I'm not saying Matthias Atcom is that mean... He's given us a little bit of the flavor. Again, if I ask Tyler what Matthias Ekholm is, better Adam Larson, and that's not a shot at Adam Larson. Adam Larson's fine in his own right, but better Adam Larson. I love it. And, like, I wanted to ask you this. In that first game against Toronto last week, Mm -hmm. did you feel it? I did. Whenever he was on the ice, and the defense in general, did you feel it? Like, it felt like they could shut it down and, like, just stop anything the other team threw at them. Yeah, it was, uh, he brings a sense of calm, you know? He's just quietly steady out there, goes about his business, and he does a fucking great job of it. It's it's wild to watch. I've never felt anything like it this season at all. He, like, brings this new dimension to the defense that I haven't seen probably since Adam Larson. 
That's what I was just saying, man. Better Adam Larson. We're both on the same page, baby. I love it. Not even like, like also, I wanted to ask you this: Is he the is he the best defenseman we've had since Pronger? I've seen that. I will answer this once you wrap up the end of the voicemail. My dad was talking about this with me earlier. Like he might, he might just be. You know, holy crap! Like this guy is next level. He's so good. Matias Ekholm, like I gushed about him a little bit last week, uh, last week, and then earlier in the podcast. But is he the best defenseman that the Edmonton Oilers have had since Chris Pronger? He very well could be. He very well could be. Right now, I would argue that he's the most complete defenseman on the roster. I'm not trying to shit on anybody here, by the way. I'm just saying that Matias Ekholm, to me, in my opinion, could be the most complete defenseman the Oilers have. If you need somebody to shut things down in the final moments of the game, he's going over the boards. He's going over the boards and I'm going to feel good about it. And I don't know that I can say the same thing about a lot of the other boys. And again, that's not a shot. He just has a specialty that the Oilers didn't have. He is a defenseman that the Oilers did not have. And it cost a lot to get him. Man, it sucks to lose Tyson Berry. That guy ruled. But right now, Matias Ekholm, goodness gracious, fantastic addition. Love him. And again, three more years? We need to pop that tarp off, though. I need to see what's doing for the Swedish All-Abs team. We're getting light up there. Kyle the Embalmer, what say you? Hey, Big Milk. It's Kyle the Embalmer. What's up? Just thought I'd give my thoughts on the trade deadline mm-hmm. now that it's finally over. Uh, I just want to say, you know, I'm, I'm kind of sad to see Barry go. Yep. I would have rather Bouchard because I'm just kind of getting fed up with him. So Kyle and I know each other and he loves to text me his Bouchard complaints. And I was telling him, Kyle, I was telling you early in the season, man, if anybody's going, it's going to be Barry. And, uh, yeah, told you anyway. Um, hopefully going forward, he can just start getting the puck through or at least passing it when he's at the point. So just putting it off people's shin pads and giving them a breakaway. Um, in terms of Yessi, uh, everybody else has pretty much said everything they can. So all I'm going to say is thanks for the memories, bud. Thanks for the memories and the knowledge that there are human beings out there that can lick their own eyelids. I didn't know that was possible. I cannot lick my hairline. Yes, pull your RV can. Back to you, Kyle. Um, Presto, I'm sure, is fucking pissed right off that chicken rat to Ottawa instead of us picking him up. Um, and we ended up with Ekholm. I can just imagine how much he's raging right now. Uh, Why is Presto well, I taking say, a shot? <laughs> uh, go enjoy Toronto. And everybody, go get your, your tickets for the nation party next year, next next weekend. Yeah. Uh, and I'm looking forward to hopefully meeting a bunch of you. Embalmer out. Call the Embalmer. Nationgear.ca if you want to get those tickets to the 15th anniversary party. It's going to be a great time. We are, I think we're about 70% sold out or something like that. I need to check again, but I'm, we're somewhere around there. That baby's going to sell out. We're going to have a lot of Withers fans at the Pint downtown on March 18th. If you want to join us, doors open at noon. Game kicks off at 2 p.m. We're going to have a bunch of stuff going on, so... I promise you're going to want to be there. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway, because Maddie, she's our marketing coordinator. She doesn't listen to this anyway. Tyler Uremchuk just passed his pro serve, so you could get Tyler Uremchuk slinging drinks to you behind the bar. Who doesn't want a drink from Tyler? Come on. MMM is next up. I assume that's Man Crush Monday. Hey, Big Milk. It's Kyle the Embalmer. Hmm. I should have recorded this last night, uh, which would have been Monday. Uh, cause it's, it's what I've been referring to as MILF Manor Monday. Mm. So I think we're going to take a quick break. We've- yes. MILF Manor. Uh, I didn't do a recap this week, but again, that show is just everything I wanted it to be at this point. The, 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 the sons are mingling with the moms. The moms are starting to beef with each other. There's jealousy. There's like side glances. There's people sneaking off to have sleepovers. There's makeouts in the hot tub. It's gross and it's fun. And I fucking love it. TLC has got the best programming on tv and that's where i do all my learning some people go to harvard some people want a college education i watch tlc it is the learning channel after all and i improve myself both from the inside and the outside 
Kyle, back to you. Hockey, everyone's been talking about hockey, so let's take a quick uh, breakdown of my thoughts on Milf Manor. Please. Uh, first, a few of the people. Mm. Uh, I think Kelly is a, is absolutely crazy. Kelly with an E, please. Uh, I would stay the fuck away from her. Yep. Uh, I think she would ruin your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I would agree with that. stand Gabriel anymore because he's such just a whiny dipshit. <laughs> um, Steph started <laughs> off pretty cool. And now I just can't fucking stand her yep, the way that she too. just plays mind games. And that Ryan guy that came in recently, pretty sure that guy's a fucking serial killer. He's he's just so weird <laughs> and robotic. Um, <laughs> quick breakdown this year. I just I, the show really started off great, but I'm I'm trying to find it hard to be invested now because the drama is missing. I was waiting for moms fighting moms about banging sons and sons fighting other sons about banging their moms. Need a little bit more, uh, need a little less wholesome looking for love, making connections <laughs> and a little more too hot to handle. But that's just my thoughts on the matter. <laughs> you know what? I actually don't disagree with any of that. I'd like some more drama, but do I, I'd like, maybe it's just the internal optimist in me when I love these shitty dating shows. I feel like we're on the precipice of that kind of devastation happening. We're getting a lot, a little bit spicier. The arguments are getting a little bit more intense. People are getting kicked out when they suck. I do agree about that one guy. I don't even know his name, but he's got the slick back hair. He does look like a little bit of a serial killer. <laughs> Allegedly, in my opinion, of course. <laughs> Love Milf Manor. Again, I. but what I'm going to do, even if the end of the season doesn't get to where I need it to, which is, like you said, Kyle, just I want some mom fist fights or at least some son fist fights or some kind of leg wrestling match. I'll settle. I still think season two of the show is going to be better because now there's going to be a whole crop of people that see this and they're going to be dirtball moms and sons. And they go, do you want to go in this fucking MILF matter show? And they're like, hell yeah. I got a feeling season two is going to be better. Ben, what do you guys say? Um, Connor McDavid is not human. No, there's he's not. no way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he put up, he's put up 54, I think 56, 54. I'll go with 56. 56 goals. That would be uh, factually inaccurate, Ben. I appreciate the inflation. It is 54, though. And 124? <laughs> yeah, it is 124, yep. No, Point. 124. He's not human, then. He's not. He, he's not human, Bagley. I agree. We have to save the these moments. He's a unicorn. He's a unicorn in a person's body. I bet if you peel back that beautiful skin of his, there's a unicorn under there with wings and a horn or a seat on his head, depending on what you're into. Because when he leaves, no, I'm kidding. He's staying. But we still have to stay. Ben, I will cut you off if you even speak that word into the universe again. Ben, don't do it. You already got a righteous act beating on yourself here earlier in the podcast. I've already got a swear jar. You're going to pay for my vacation. I will double the fines for any kind of talk like that. Because, I mean, he's going to retire someday. Uh, you know that. Uh, I know that. As much as I... Hope what do you got there? You got chips? What do you crunch around? He's going to go on for the rest of eternity. What are you eating? He won't. You will. But, yeah. I don't know. I hope this guy... He is a cyborg. Oops, I cut you off at the end there. You were kind of trying to wrap it up anyway. Um... Connor McDavid could be a cyborg or he could be a unicorn in his handsome skin. Listen, if you're looking for somebody else that could send a pack to the devil, I'm not saying that Connor McDavid signed one, but I will say I was very aggressive in trying to recruit him. <laughs> Rusty, the reckless optimist, you are up on the voicemail. <laughs> What's up, Bags Milks? Um, What's going on, man? I don't know if you'll be able to hear me very well. I'm just waiting for the bus to go to the gym. But I just had a question for you. Um, to even out the regular season schedule within the division, would you rather do a 76-game regular season or an 84-game regular season? Um, these are just things I think about, kind of random, but I just want to get your thoughts on it. Thanks. Um. I think the NHL season is a little bit long. That said, that is me as a fan and me as somebody who creates content around the NHL season. As a manager within a business that operates in a hockey environment, 
a longer season is better. But if I'm thinking about what the NHL would rather have, it's an 84 game season. What my guess is, is that they're going to shorten the preseason and they're going to lengthen the regular season by two games. That's what I'm guessing. I don't know anything about anything, but that is my guess, Rusty. I see you've got three more voicemails, so let's just dive into them. Let's get to them. Rusty, the reckless optimist. I also got one more thing for you. I know you said you wanted the boys. This one's a little rough, Rusty. I'm not going to lie. We'll see if I got through it. You're playing some death metal in the locker room. Get them hyped up. Um, Just a random thought again. I don't know how much death metal you listen to, but the perfect song for me, like if I was a fighter for a walkout, would be World Eater by Bolt Rover. It goes so hard, and it's... It honestly, like, it makes me feel like I can just tear down buildings with my bare hands, and it's incredible. Hmm. So, just more random thoughts for you. That's the kind of violence I want to hear about. That is absolutely the kind of violence what I want to hear about. But, Rusty, like, when you listen to this back, and don't take this as a shot, I know you're waiting for the bus or whatever you're doing. This is what you sound like to me. Hey, big Mark, I just want to leave a voicemail. I want to ask your thoughts about the schedule. Hey, what is going on? Do you think it should be lengthened or shortened? That's just kind of what it sounds like to me. I don't know why it got so much interference in there, but like <laughs> Rusty, is this third one gonna be as bad? I might have to I might have to bail on you, pal. It's not because I don't want to hear from you, it's just because the sound quality on this is not coming through probably as you wished it would either. Once you hear these, you'll know why. All right. Uh one last voicemail. I'm just I'm on spring break. Yeah, sorry, Rusty. I gotta I gotta bail on you, Pearl. It's not that I want to. I'm I'm gonna guess number four is the same. All right. I know I said last voicemail was my last one, but I, I lied. Sorry. This one's okay. Um, I just, there are three things that I want to say. Number one, I don't think there's anything more cathartic and, and more uh, therapeutic than going to the gym and lifting heavy ass weights while listening to brutal death metal. It's beautiful <laughs> and it's wonderful. Number two, that's the kind of stuff I encourage people to burn down churches with. <laughs> Oops. Theater of the mind, people. I don't think we talk about how insanely lucky we are to have Connor McDavid as an Edmonton Oiler. He is putting up historic numbers. Like, I just listened to the oil stream with Dustin Nielsen and Tom Gazzola, and they were saying that era adjusted. They think that if McDavid hits around 70 goals and around 160 points, it's almost like you could arguably compare it to Wayne Gretzky's 200-point seasons, which might sound blasphemous, but I tend to agree. It's just absolutely unfucking believable how lucky we are to watch him on a game-to-game basis. And last but not least, I just want to give a shout out to my beautiful wife. She doesn't listen to this podcast. She doesn't give two shits about hockey, but she is absolutely amazing. And we're so fucking lucky to be alive today. Thanks, Bag Milk. Happy birthday to your wife. She should listen. Tell your wives about this podcast. It is the number one podcast among wives. That's what I've heard. Uh, to answer your question, though, like how good is Connor McDavid era adjusted? Paul but. Be- Paul Petuti did a article. Uh, he's from Adjusted Hockey. He did a article at OilersNation.com called How Good Would Wayne Gretzky Be in Today's NHL? He did the math for you. So it's kind of like a reverse of what you're saying with Connor going backward. This is this is Gretzky coming forward. And the answer, the spoiler, he's still real good. He's still real good. So go check that one out. It's called How Good Would Wayne Gretzky Be in Today's NHL? That one went up uh, February 2nd, if you're looking for a date on that one. So February 2nd, we posted that at the AttaWeathersNation.com. Go check it out. Paul Petuti, he wrote that. Did a lot of work. A lot of math in there. Great article. I beg you to read it. Especially when we got questions like that, Rusty. Hope you don't mind that I cut off your third voicemail. I just couldn't hear shit. Right? Right. The voicemail is brought to you by South Island Pie Company. SouthIslandPie.ca, that's where you need to go to discover the pies, or as they so cleverly put it, meet the pies. M-E-A-T is what they said there. Um, Jamie's story, Jamie is the founder of 
South Island Pies. Left New Zealand to travel the world, fell in love with Canada. Felt a little homesick to start a business. Yet a giant grass monster tell him the vision. There's a video on the website. I beg you to watch it. It's hilarious. They did a great job. Southislandpie.ca. You can order in. You can do it. Uprootfoodstore.ca. That's where you can order. Use the promo code in Nation20 to get 20% off your order. South Island Pies. Nation 20 will get you 20% off your order. Nation 20. Got it? Good. Good, good, good. That's where we're going to wrap up the podcast for another week. Please keep leaving me reviews. If you haven't left a review, please do. I beg of you. If you have questions for Satan. Well, if everybody's got questions for Satan, what are you getting to? I was thinking it might be fun to do an Ask Satan segment. If you've got questions for Satan, just hit me up on social. Just use the hashtag AskSatan. I would love to field anybody's questions. It could be about life. It could be about love. It could be about hockey. It could be about being the darkest motherfucker on earth. (laughs) New segment. We'll see how it goes. (laughs) Again, I just want to say I appreciate you guys. Thank you very much for being a part of this here podcast every single week i appreciate you i very very much appreciate you uh again lastly before we wrap it up nationgear.ca that's where you get the uh, tickets to the oilers nation 15th birthday party we are raising some money for free play for kids can you believe it's been 15 years i can't that means i'm probably due to get wanya in the podcast again to break it all down tell me how it happened you missed that original OG episode, just kind of breaking down the history of the nation. I beg you to go check that one out. It's a great one. And in the interim, visit the audio department. Visit Trilogy Oilfield Rentals. Visit South Island Pies. Use the promo code NATION20 to get 20% off your order. And that's where we wrap it up. Thanks for being here, everybody. Why won't you kiss me? Why won't you kiss me?